Welcome in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Pleasure to be with you as always on a football Friday alongside over 40 plus years experience in Nevada alone for each of these gentlemen, Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director behind us here at the South Point, and then of course Vinny Maliulo, both Hall of Famers as well. Gentlemen, we're down to four. We started yeah. with 32, we're down to four in the yeah, NFL. I know. Three more games, that's all we got. Yeah, it's, ouch. Kind of sad, really. But, you know, this is what we look forward to every year. So, Great time. That's, uh, well, Chris, can we say for the third consecutive weekend, it's the best weekend of the year in football? Hell yeah, of course. Look at that board. Are you kidding? You got the four best teams in the league playing? Tons of action on this one. So yeah. uh, That's, that's that, that, I, uh, the last two weeks, I loved that line. Like, hey, it's the best weekend of the year with Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> then it was the best weekend. It be the best weekend of the year uh in two weeks from two now weeks as well. well for, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, the winners of these two games converge on this city for the first time for a Super yeah. Bowl, which I, I just want to start there real quick before we get into these games because Jimmy mentioned this a little bit yesterday when he popped in with us. Just the, the, the evolution of this city and at least how it's perceived by the, by the Shield yeah. to now here in 2024 hosting a Super Bowl where 10 years ago that was unfathomable. 20 years ago is beyond unfathomable. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some, there's some things, though, over the years that they have kept quiet. Like Bob Martin used to tell me, and Bob Martin's been gone for, what, many, 30 years? Yeah, like oh, oh, yeah. He said he would get a call from the NFL office every week. Bob Martin was mm-hmm. the Babe Ruth of bookmaker. Right. Who were the moves? Not who, you know, who were the moves this week? And they were, I think they were checking referees. That's what Bob always thought. He says, and he... Bob was a brilliant, brilliant man. And he thought he caught uh, a couple of trends with some referees with the moves and results. And he thinks the NFL was following that too. So they may have said a bunch of things, but they didn't mean them. They never met him. I think I saw Bob Costas one time. He said <clears throat> he was interviewing somebody. He said, if you had this little red button and you had to tell time it was Pete Rozelle, all you have to do is press this red button and they'll never be betting on the NFL again. Would you press that button? And Roselle was squirming. I got out of it somehow. There's no way he's pressing that button. I mean, we all know that. You know, we talk oftentimes, I say we, uh, Chris, Jimmy, myself, we talk about our network, you know, and guys uh, and, and, and ladies that we've worked with in the industry for a long time. And there's nothing better than to have a good network in whatever whatever your endeavor is in life. Well, I can I can tell you that security agencies, law enforcement, uh, and including the NFL security division, had a great network with law enforcement officials who, it, in in our industry, because many of them were colleagues in a former life, whether it was a police department, uh, the FBI, whatever the case may be, which is which is great. Well. I can tell you, I made presentations to the NFL security division before, uh, you know, any any even talk of Las Vegas of was uh, w- w- was taking place, and um, they wanted to, and they always did. To Chris's point, they always kept track. The NCAA always kept track. The NCAA had a uh, a system in place, particularly after the Arizona State uh, basketball scandal uh, back in 1994, 1995 to where they would monitor the betting line. I mean, and so um, we always encouraged that kind of dialogue to to take place. Um, they didn't really want to publicize it. Okay, fine. And we didn't really either, but it was done professionally, and uh, it was quite an educational experience. And now here we are, not only with our own team uh, in, in the Raiders, but uh, now uh, the biggest uh, sporting event, uh, single event, uh, in, in the world has just taken place here. Yeah, I mean, it, this and the World Cup final, which yeah, uh, that's, that's basically, basically yeah. the two biggest events uh, in the world in the world yeah. at this point. Uh, which, hey, the World Cup final will be in uh, Arlington, Texas Arlington. in yeah. two years. So, All right. Yeah, I yeah. haven't announced it officially, but the reports yeah. have uh, pretty much pointed it to Jerry Jones and company down uh, there. I could Texas. see that. Uh, so uh, let, it's, again, it's, it's going to be a fun week. It'll be a fun yeah. week. It'll be a fun week on property here as well. We'll, uh, we'll be breaking that all down next week, previewing what's going on on property here uh-huh. in a week in the Super Bowl, what's going on in town. We'll have all sorts of Super Bowl coverage the week of the game as well. So stay tuned for that. 
uh, here at the South Point studio. All right, well, let's try to figure these two pieces out that will be here in two weeks uh, to play for the Lombardi. Let's start on the AFC side. The Baltimore Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, we know Ravens dominant second half a week ago, beating up Houston, getting the Texans out of there. They actually in the two matchups against the Texans, the Ravens did not allow an offensive touchdown. Only touchdown was that kick return or that yeah. punt return, I should say, yeah. a week ago. Dominant second half. They look like the best team in the NFL. Kansas City, if you look at the box score, they were better against Buffalo. Watching that game felt like a coin flip. Ended up being yeah. a coin flip. Bass misses the kick. Kansas City gets the first down and they advance uh, to this game where they will be without all-world guard Joe Thune, who was officially ruled out earlier today. And Chris, we're now four across the board here. You've been at four uh, for about two days now. Yeah, I went fairly quickly. Yeah, and you're at four and 44 and a half on the total Ravens, of course, favorite. Well, it was one of those deals. I did open at three and a half because I was really impressed with the Ravens and uh, Aaron Schatz, who was been on the other show that we had. Mm -hmm. And I respect him. You know, I mean, listen, people have different opinions and metrics that they use. But Aaron Schatz said, you know, really, if you look at the, Kansas City game, you know, they were much better than Buffalo on their DVOA. But I watched that game and I was way more impressed with the Ravens. And I'm worried about some injuries with Kansas City. And you mentioned the Ravens did not give up a touchdown, a defensive touchdown last week. You know what else is unique about that? No turnovers. They didn't convert any turnovers. They, I mean, it was just solid defense. That's what they played. And I, listen, I know there's a, a bit of a magic around Mahomes. I think if any other quarterback is under center for Kansas City, this is probably like a seven-point game. I really think it's six and a half, maybe seven. But you have to give Mahomes respect. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And he, listen, if he wins this game, would I be shocked? No, I would not. But I'm really impressed with the Ravens. I think their defense is terrific. I think you mentioned another injury for Kansas City. You know, they've had a few lately. I think the Ravens are relatively healthy, including Mark Andrews. Uh, I think that uh, right now there's just a lot in the Ravens' ballpark. But I will say one thing, and we'll get to it in the next game too. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Ravens, way more than on Kansas City. Has this been a game that people have been more gravitating towards if they're betting Kansas City? Oh, not quite Super Bowl-like, but taking a stab on that money line price as opposed to – Taking taking the points, especially when it was at three and a half earlier in the week. No, but in the next game they're doing that. But I okay. want to tell you, <laughs> uh, right now, as a matter of fact, we just took uh, a pretty good whack on uh, on the Ravens money line. I, okay. I was I was at two dollars. I was really kind of low because I was getting you know mm -hmm. I you know Jeff to your point you're not completely wrong. I was getting some pretty decent play on the Kansas City money line. But some guy came in, you know, I mean, they, you know, 20 dime parlay, you know what I mean? With, uh, and he, he got that good price. He got two dot minus $2, which was, you know, pretty good at that time. Uh, but we've moved up pretty good. We're up to open at a dollar 65. We're up to two fifteen. So that'll tell you right there. There's been a lot of money on the favorite. And, uh, I, I, when I opened three and a half, but when I saw fours popping up, I told my people, I said, if you see any fours, as long as it's not crazy, go to four, because I think that's the right and better number. No question that uh, the the Ravens are the healthier team. Uh, Chrissy mentioned Andrews comes back. He's been actually practicing uh, pretty much unrestricted, I think, for the last couple of weeks. I thought he might have played last week, uh, but he didn't. Um, we saw what happened to – remember we were up, uh, a couple of years ago when uh, uh, the, the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl against the, the Buccaneers, uh, and they, but they had two – at least two offensive well, linemen yeah, that were that out, was, you know. Was, uh, both I mean, tackles were yeah. backups. Yeah, and, and the center, and, I think. And, and, well, Humphrey yeah. played in that game, but it was the the uh, one of the guards didn't play. They, they had, they had they a cluster. They had a cluster. Yeah. Okay, but um, I don't think that there's the, the amount of depth uh, with Kansas City uh, as there is with the Ravens. And so, you know, Pacheco, I know he's listed as questionable. I think he's going to go. Uh, but look, they're, they're the healthier team. Now, on, on the other side, the, the Chiefs' defense is really what's carried them when you think about it. I mean, it is about Mahomes, um, and I, I think to Chrissy's point, not only would they be closer to a touchdown dog without Mahomes, I don't think they're in a game without Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think there'll be more support uh, for uh, for the Ravens 
uh, in in this game in terms of the uh, uh, you know both you know both both favorites are starting to to draw some uh, some attention. The Ravens more on the on the money line as Chrissy mentioned, and we'll get to the fact that the Niners uh, number moved earlier today already. So, um, but look, two really public teams going at it in this in this in this match too in the AFC game, and uh, uh, I think that's certainly people are familiar with them. And they're going to, uh, to to certainly show up and 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 play. And again, we've seen what? Maybe, I don't even think we've seen ten percent. Maybe not even five percent. Somewhere between five and ten percent of the betting action. I think tonight, being Friday, it'll start to pick up as people start coming to town. Well, I would also say too. You you mentioned this and brought this up with Jimmy as well. It's four public teams yeah. this weekend. The, the Lions have become the, a public the Lions, team the last couple I, I think, of couple of a couple I, of years. I, honestly, I think last year when they got on that win streak, that yeah. was when they crossed over to being a public team. Oh, yeah. We saw it at the beginning of the year with the future yeah. book, especially in the division mm-hmm. and throughout this year, four public teams and boy. But let's remember, a, you know, when we opened the, the future book a year ago at this time, the, the Ravens and the Lions were both the same at thirty to one. I mean, so it's and it's not that's not like a long shot. It's still a nice, price. but it's a nice. Pro- well, you'd love to have a ticket now, wouldn't yeah, you? But, sure. but yeah. but the thing about it is, is I, I'm not going to say that the uh, uh, the the lines are, are not a, they're not a Cinderella, but there's more. I think there's a little bit of they're a sentimental uh, team. I think to to a lot of folks, uh, not the professional betters. There's nothing nothing sentimental. <laughs> <No>. Professional betters. <laughs> you know what's what's what's, profe- what's sentimental? The professional betters having cash the money, have, having so, the money in the yeah. pocket, but. It, it it certainly adds to that. Now the element will add to the general public's particip- participation. But for the most part, uh, you've got three teams that have been traditional public teams. And in the last couple of years, the Lions have certainly been that. And again, remember, we, we mentioned it yesterday. Uh, they were they were pretty pretty good favorites uh, to win the uh, the NFC North. Uh, and, and they certainly did. Well, and again, you know, the Ravens going into the year, it was just one of those where because the bang, I again, I thought the Bengals were undervalued. The market ended up being right in part because Burrow got hurt. Oh yeah, sure. Um, but it, it's it's so interesting to see the the evolution of this Ravens team throughout the year, where mm-hmm. if that the back to back wacky losses at the beginning of the year to where they lost to Minshew at home yeah. and then lost that game to Pittsburgh, they had no business losing. And then really, I, since that lost the Pittsburgh. All right, so they lost to the Steelers the last week of the year. Who cares? They played their backups. I know. And they yeah. lost that coin flip game to Cleveland, which was a wild game when Cleveland was mm-hmm. at, uh, I would argue, their peak uh, this year. They've been dominant. The Ravens have been have been this quiet, dominant team all the way all the way through. And here we are. And I think you're right with what you said. Where if it's all right, maybe Joe Burrow, maybe Josh Allen. Those would be the only two guys yeah. that you could put in place of Patrick Mahomes, and this number is not seven. Yeah, that'd be the only two. Yeah. But to your point about you know the questions about the Ravens was you know Jackson has not finished the last two mm-hmm. seasons prior to this one healthy, and mm-hmm. that certainly was my question. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I you know I had that. Now we you know Burrow, I know he's had a a couple injury issues over the years, but I mean we we kind of thought Burrow, you know, was certainly going to be the dominant quarterback in that division. Uh, you know, and of course he wasn't, but you know, because of the injury. But I think the Ravens, I mean, they they have listen, everybody has blips. Of course. Let me go back to Detroit had some bad ones. A Niners got waxed. You know, I mean, you know, we can go through every one of these. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, right now they're healthy. Oh yeah. And I think uh I think they're playing some great football. Well, that was the other thing. During that little blip at the beginning, they weren't healthy. Yeah. I mean, that game against Indy, they were without nine starters. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they still yeah. should have won that game. It they like they lost it right at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I just, again, it's sometimes this happens. Sometimes it's just right in front of our face of who, hey, the dominant team's right in front of our face, but we just missed it for a chunk of the year. Kind of feels that way with Baltimore. Yeah. And and uh, I'm, I, I'm not touching this solely for one reason. Mahomes. That's because number 15 is on the other yeah, side. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And, and, and like, you know, our good friend Dave Damashek said, the curse of Sposta. Oh, who's, yeah. Who's supposed <laughs> to win? The Ravens are supposed to win. Yeah, yeah I want to talk about the total for a Please, second. yeah. Because you know, we opened it 46. Mm-hmm. There may be some weather. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, a, little, a little bit of rain and a, and and 10-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, so we're down to 44 and a half. Um, you know, I'm not the greatest total guy. As a matter of fact, that's a big weakness in my handicapping. But a couple things I looked up. Kansas City defensively has given up more than 20 points four times. Mm-hmm. The Ravens twice. 
you know, so I know a lot of guys are expecting fireworks from two great quarterbacks. One's going to probably be the MVP. The other one's the MVP of the last decade, you know, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're expecting some fireworks, but I think don't overlook these two defenses. And I think I got to tell you, Kansas City, if you look at their offensive numbers all year, not that great, but their defense has really kind of carried them all season. So I'm not saying I like uh, the the total one way or the other, but I certainly understand the move. I can see the total coming. I totally agree with what Chris said, but the public will they're going to no, root for points. I mean, morning. I can tell you this: <laughs> it's not a this is not public sentiment going from uh, you know coming up to the counter and saying give me under forty six. <laughs> So, and I got to say, Vinny said we're going to do ninety percent of our business from here on in. He's probably pretty darn close. <laughs> probably well, about I mean, we're with roughly nine thousand college basketball games on yeah. a Saturday, you can have a lot of tie-in, <laughs> uh, folks. So one hundred and fifty, uh, hundred fifty games. One hundred fifty tomorrow. Yeah, legitimately. A, yeah, a, a flat one fifty. Yeah. There you Lunacy. go. Lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> but hey. So you know, in the sports by oh, the book wait. tomorrow morning. I, I, already sent the, I already sent the list to Sean, which was only a third of them. And it was like, yeah. oh, my God, how are there so many games? Uh, yes, 830 tomorrow. Remember, 90 yeah. minutes on the weekends. Yeah, 930 minutes. The, the other 25 games will be on Sunday. <laughs> uh, no, not even. It's like, like nine on Sunday. It's crazy. You have Alex in with you tomorrow. Morning. I do. Yes. Yeah, Thank goodness. Good. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, I, I want to I bring up a uh, few more things on this game before we uh, – shift course here uh you guys have more props than usual up for these games yeah. as well uh front and back on both games mm-hmm. uh for for the afc and the nfc sides here yeah we just uh yeah i talked to my people and i got to give them a lot of credit this is just try to get up as many as you feel you can get a solid number on you know and uh they, they put together a pretty good package i think you know we don't do a lot of player props during mm-hmm. the course of the season but we did we got a bunch of them here for this game and uh, you know everybody has different props, and now anybody comes on this show, we tell them feel free to mention you took a prop somewhere else. You don't have to just bet our stuff, you know. But uh, I think we got uh, what about four alternative, four alternate alternate point spreads in mm-hmm. each game, two alternate totals mm-hmm. in each game, you know, a bunch of player props, um, you know, all kind of scores by half for the game. And, Frankie will be very happy. I finally went to 10 on Detroit the first half. Oh, wow. 10 under. I moved it strictly because Frank is such a. <laughs> you moved it on his. You bet it on his bet. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> he know. He went over nine and a half. He bet it he over. Did. He yeah. did. Yeah. I, I can't wait to tell Frank that that's moved, the, moved that needle. <laughs> you know, props are. There's several elements about props. First of all, I mean, obviously, they, they continue to grow in, in their popularity, but I. I think Chris brings up an important point: getting your staff involved with it, because they, you know what, it, it really gives a little bit of juice. Uh, you know, kind of, people love to participate in the in the props. The staff loves it, and you can get involved because you can't think of everything yourself. So, um, I remember a year that uh, uh, I walked in when uh, right after the uh, uh, the Super Bowl was determined. I said, you know, nobody nobody's leaving today. Uh, to even go go on lunch, and uh, I called out for lunch and just had. Every, I said, "Just what would you, what what would you want to bet on in this game?" And um, you know what, you, you just because they're fans too, and they and they like to play, and mm-hmm. you know, that, that, which is fine. Uh, the other thing is the props are really the ultimate shopping experience. You know, we were talking off air about you know pros coming in, and you know they may steer clear of the Super Bowl, but they'll be involved considerably with with props. Oh, definitely, and. Definitely shop because there's opportunities to, uh, you know, to uh, whether it's it's middle or you know you can you know put yourself in a in a nice uh, a nice position with the prop. So and again for us, uh, it helps uh, you know it creates more business. You definitely if you if you have a position that you may have some exposure on, you can help get off it with uh, with props. So it's a it's it's a great uh, it, it's one of the better. Uh, things that's happened uh, in, in part of the evolution of our business. Well, and uh, in about ten days, or about a full a week, actually, not even ten days. In yeah, a week, it'll, it'll, in yeah, a week, yeah. in a week, you'll have a giant manual, be a yeah. packet against against yeah. the wall there with all the Super Bowl props. Well, I'll tell you what, we used to put them on pink paper just to distinguish. I, I, mm-hmm. 
we can't get enough pink paper <laughs> to do it anywhere. I, I finally thought, well, I guess we're going to go with white. I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, you we still, can't get the pink. You were still doing it in 2019. In the, yeah, the, the right. 20, the, the Super Bowl yeah. before the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City that, uh, 49. That, yeah. But I remember it being pink that year. We're going to yeah. try to get the pink again. Don't count on it. Okay. It might be just on a white sheet. You got any paper. pink paper suppliers out there listening? Please uh, get, a hold, of, get a hold of Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's uh, uh, and I'm happy to see the, the amount of props, even for, for for this game again. Where mm -hmm. again, you're you're like you said, Vinny. It's and by the way, we the still last... have we have the futures for the Super Bowl. We have the exacta. We have the exacta. Projected the, game. Of, Projected of the ones number. that remain. What is the one that you would do the uh, the worst on, Chris? I mean, probably just a chalky Baltimore, right? No, no, no. Lions. Lions. Yeah. Lions. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I kind of. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the Niners on Sunday. Uh, at this point in time, I would say one through six would be a thing of beauty, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, because I got, I mean, I'm in real good shape, really, with the futures. But I mean, the Lions, I'm in fine shape, but just not as good as the other three teams. Right. Lions over the Chiefs, 150 to one on the the opening price of the, the pre, exacta. The pre tournament exacta. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good price if you yeah, have it. I think it's. I got twenty to one on my sheet. I don't know if I've moved it since then, because I mean these things are dynamic. You know, oh, of constantly moving all these things. Yeah. By the way, we have yes nos on both on all four teams, and you know, we, you know all, we got the four possible matchups. If they don't play, you get your money back. You know, so we got some play there too. So what, what do you what do you have to, if chalk prevails this week? Is you have it at pick right now in Baltimore? No, I got I opened it pick. I went to the Niners one, back to pick. Um, now Niners won. Niners won. Yeah. Okay. By the way, that's that's very fair it, because not all anybody that has this, and again, it's not a criticism uh, that has the projected or the potential matchup. It's action. What I mean by that is, if it doesn't happen, you no, don't necessarily get your money back. So yeah, check, here you check your house rules. Yeah, so here you South do. Point. That's very generous. Ravens four. Against Kansas City, I, before we uh, we take a quick break, do you think this gets through four by the time we kick, or no? Or is it more I likely know. to come the other come I, back? The I, other I, I'll tell you the truth: if they were kicking off like right now, I'd probably go back to three and a half to get a whack on the on, on the <clears> on the favorite. favorite. You know, so I don't know, but I mean they're they're taking the four. But uh, you know, like I said, I've seen some sharp guys coming in playing the money line at this point. I don't know if that's going to translate to a point spread or not. It might. Uh, you know, Jeff, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes okay. these things just turn around and you know, I get guys asking me, where do you think this number is going to go? If I knew where it was going to go, I'd go there now. Oh, you, you, you know? would have already moved it then. I would have moved yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you don't know. Somebody comes up with a six-figure bet uh, or, or more and says, hey, I'm interested in this. You know, if that happens and, yeah. you know, you want to lay the four, oh, yeah, okay, well, then might then you might go higher. So you never know. This is the early game, noon Pacific, three o'clock local time in Baltimore, Maryland for the Ravens and no, the, the Chiefs. opposite. No, Ravens are early. No, but you said Did I go did I go backwards? Yeah, it's the yeah. second time I've done that this week. Three o'clock local, local. Three th th three on the East Coast. Yeah, three yeah. three local okay. in Baltimore. Oh, in Baltimore. Okay, you yeah. said local. I'm and thinking noon, local in Vegas. And noon local. My here mistake. In Vegas. Okay. My mistake. <laughs> what time is it? I have yeah. I have made that mistake. Yeah, <laughs> we don't fly in from the East Coast every day, Jeff. No, you know, we in don't. Case you didn't know. No, we don't. No, well, we'd have to have to get Jimmy on uh, on Mr. Gone. I'll chat, talk to right? Mr. Gone about yeah. that. Maybe we can arrange that. <laughs> Uh man, uh, excited for this one. It's uh, when it was all said and done, I do think we ended up with the the two best teams in the AFC. Oh, I think so. Uh, mm -hmm. I know Buffalo had the weird year where they were bad, where they were mediocre, yeah. and then yeah. turned it on late. No Miami for a chunk of the year could have been considered the best team in the AFC. Could have, not saying they were, uh, but we ended up with the two best teams in the AFC. I don't know if we did in the NFC, but who knows? Maybe Detroit will prove us prove prove me wrong on Sunday evening. All right, we'll take a quick break. We get back. We'll look at the NFC game. We'll also uh, also ask these uh, two fine gentlemen about some college hoops questions because it has been uh, topsy-turvy, to say the very least, in college hoops to begin the first two months plus of the college hoop season. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. 
Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book. Here at the South Point Studio, I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me, Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director here at the South Point. Vinny Maliulo, uh, Gone Gaming, South Point. A-plus hair. Thank you. Vinny, Thank as you. always. Appreciate it. Rats. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Don't Chris. rub it in. <laughs> um, Chris, he's here. Uh, before we get back uh, to the NFL, the NFL side of things, I, I just want to ask you guys real quick because – Tomorrow is legitimately, we talked about, I said it earlier. It is 100, there are 150 college basketball games tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's not a, 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 a misclick on what I'm saying here. You, there are seven today. By the way, there is one good game tonight. Wisconsin takes on Michigan yeah, State, good which, game. Is, which is quite the good game. You guys have three and a half uh, with the Badgers uh, laying it at, at home at Cole tonight. Uh, but, but on a day like tomorrow, where there's 150 games and it's, all from the Power Five down to the the bottom conferences and the extra board, which you put those games up on the yeah. day uh, on the morning of. Just how, how does a day like this go, especially well, uh, with this going to be bleeding into Sunday with all those with the two NFL games? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I got usually two people at a time working the nut, you know, the the numbers, say. And I'll you guys worry about the hoops and the hockey. I'll take care of the football, and that's the only way you could do it, you know, and. Uh, I'll be at my desk and sometimes, don't you take a lunch break? Not, no, not really. I eat lunch at my desk, you know, on days like that. You know, because really I tell them you're going to have your hands full with the hoops. I'll take care of the football. Go from there. You've got to dedicate staff to, to by sport when, when you have a, a situation like that. And and then, of course, then there's the end game. Yeah, now we got two it, people on end So, you mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's evolved to, to, that, to that point, Jeff. And so, um, look – Numbers are, are, will move very quickly because, again, let's remember this. Yes, you've got 150 games, but there are folks out there, and to their credit, the, uh, and it's smart. It's difficult to, tr to track and keep track of all 350, uh, 355, uh, close to 355 college basketball, D1 college basketball teams. That's just on the men's side. Don't forget the women's side has uh, gotten extremely popular as well. Uh, and you know, great game last night, by the way, between LSU and, and South Carolina down in uh, South down Carolina down, down, down in the Bayou and beats LSU great, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Great game. Um, but you know, so but there there are players out there. They'll follow a conference, and it's not necessarily one of the Power Six. And I always say Power Six in basketball. Big East. It'll go back to Power Five next year uh, with the realignment. But you have to include the uh, the Big East. Uh, in 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 college basketball as uh, as a top conference, so um, you know you're 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 going to look at you know there are folks out there that will look at the Northeast Conference or the uh, 
you know, the Sun Belt or the the SWAC, you know, the Southwest Athletic Conference, and 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 look for uh, opportunities there. So numbers, you know, from our side of Canada, where do we numbers have to move quickly and and move in 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 a bigger increment too. You'll 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 see uh, oftentimes the case. So you want the action, uh, but it's very respected. Uh, particularly outside of the uh, the Power Six conferences, it's funny. Vinny says that, and uh, I've had people over the years, young handicappers, young betters, ask me for advice. So the first thing I would tell you: try to find a smaller market yep. to bet into. Yeah. You know, Vinny mentioned you know the the Northeast Conference yeah. mm-hmm. or you know some of those. You could find things that I mean. I know Richie Bachelary are good friends following all those, but I'm oh, not sure. following those conferences that closely. Uh, or maybe you bet, you know, first quarter totals in the NFL, something like that. Find a small market you could specialize in and you build your bankroll from there. And that, that's what I would give yeah. uh, advice to young handicappers who want to get into this business and want to, and mm-hmm. want to be serious about it. Listen, if you're not serious, you just want to entertain yourself, go bet the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, go bet the ACC, sure. bet, bet the SEC. You'll have a lot of fun, and you might win a couple of bucks at the end of the year, or you might not. But if you want to be serious about it, I would start with the, the smallest market you feel you get a handle on and go from there. Oh, well, go uh, look at the Big West, the Big Sky, the uh, sure. the, uh, the yeah. extra board conferences, the Southland, yeah. yeah, yeah. the Patriot League. I look, mean, that's exactly what Chris of, is talking about. Yeah, Plenty of, plenty of places to go. Uh, and again, with that said, there are – there are still spots in these power conferences that you can you can go, but those markets, as you've said, they're tight. Absolutely, the more information on those True. teams yeah. makes those markets much tighter uh, on uh, the college hoops front. I still, I still funny looking at the schedule where they're again legitimately today eight. No, well, with the Ryden game, how about a Ryden game? You like that? Nine <laughs> games today, including that Arkansas State uh, Cajuns battle where the Cajuns are up thirteen on the Red Wolves in the second half. Uh, Cajuns close five point favorites. Uh, again, they're just again 150 games tomorrow. Yeah, you know, good stuff. Whatever, whatever you want in college yeah. hoops. Yeah, in uh, that one. And and let me tell you, you talk about when we've been saying it for a long time how wide open it is. Just look at look at in this last. We well, look at last night, where you know, Arizona goes goes up to uh, Oregon State and and that's loses outright as a um, yeah exactly unbelievable. So. And that's not the first time, by the way, with Arizona that well, happened this year. They did the same thing up at Washington State, right? Well, so. they, yeah, they, they were, I think they were 10 in that game. They were double digits. They, they were, were double digits, for sure. They got bet up in that game, you too. You know, it's, so. it's fascinating because this college basketball year, and I don't know if it's a transfer portal. I don't know if it's if it's oh. guys are just more experienced. I don't know if it's just both of that. I don't know if uh, it, it's just hard to play on the road this year in college hoops. Uh, every a, Any result is in play this year. It sure. doesn't, in the past, it just mm-hmm. felt like there were things that we could, like, all right, Oregon State's an 18-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not going to be competitive in they're this They're going to win this game. And they, and they not, only, not only won the game, they came, they came back from double digits in the second half, took a nine-point lead, blew the nine-point lead in 90 yeah. seconds, and then won on a buzzer beater last night. You know, one thing I'll, I will tell you, Jeff, you brought up a, a, a good point about uh, being on the road. Being on the road, that weather impacts college basketball teams more than say pro teams and i'll and i'll tell you what what i mean say Vinny, what the hell are you talking about they play indoors check thank you ann they it's it's a challenge to get to certain places oregon state is not necessarily easy we saw what kansas oh, yeah. last week getting to morgan town you've yeah, got to fly there and yeah. your flights your, your flights are are, are, are altered then you've got to, you know, get bus rides and things like. You're completely taken out of your rhythm. I mean, it's always the case when you're on the road, right? But you, you know, coaches and coaching staffs build in no. provisions to deal with that. But, but even with the best laid plans, when it comes, weather impacts what happens, and so uh, that's something you, you know, that's a uh, that's something that some pretty sharp handicappers I know that they taught me a, a, a while back. Pay attention to where these games are, not just who the team is playing, but how how difficult it can be, particularly in the winter, to get to some of these venues. And again, I think that, listen, and credit Oregon State last night, because, uh, but we've seen this out of Arizona this year, and ever since, um, ever since that loss to Purdue, right? I mean, they've they've not they've not been the same. They've they've really. I think underachieved compared to what that very different than when when they went down to Cameron 
and 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 beat Duke down there. But I don't think Duke is as good as uh, a lot of folks thought no. that, that uh, they were uh, going into the season. So um, pay attention to uh, to weather. Like really, I said. really for Arizona, just since they they absolutely annihilated Wisconsin. Yeah. Put almost put a hundred on them, beat mm-hmm. them by twenty five, and that was at home. And yeah, but since that, you like you said, they lost that neutral game was in India. It was a Purdue home game. Yep. Let's not lie to ourselves. Right. The game here, that double overtime game against FAU. FAU found a way to beat them. Shot the light. Shot shot terrific. Yeah. That day. Uh, and then I mean, got drilled by Stanford, who's in any game. Yep. Right. Lose to Wazoo. Lose to Oregon State, who's arguably the uh, the worst team in the Pac twelve. I just I, a lot of talent. Yeah. A lot of talent. Uh, Our good friend Jeff Fogel had an interesting stat about FAU in Arizona today. So uh, I think FAU might be like one in six or something against the number since then. And F- Arizona, F- even worse, maybe. FAU has been awful against the number because yeah. yes. they're playing in a conference where they're big favorites every night. Mm-hmm. just hard to cover uh, those numbers. And also, I, I, I don't remember if, if this was you, Chris, or you, Vinny. I forget which one of you, one of you two said this, especially in these college basketball leagues where – we used to say this about Gonzaga, and we still say mm-hmm. this about Gonzaga, where they're getting every team's best shot every single night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of happening with Florida Atlantic right now. In the well, area. sure, they're not a yeah. secret anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're, a secret. I, no, they, they're that Final Four appearance was no fluke based off of what we've seen early in the. I'm year. going to give credit to my friend Chuck Edel, who I haven't talked to in a while, but it's really sharp handicapper. But he told me one of his angles that he looks at every year is teams that are great in the preseason before they start playing conference games, and sometimes that number gets overinflated. Now you're playing conference games that kind of know your system right. a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, you're usually, you know, you talk about a Gonzaga, you're usually getting some nice points or FAU, of course. Now you're getting points and all this. So, Chuck, I hope I didn't blow anything for you. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Chuck's an A1 handicapper. And, sure by the way, I, I, a hell of a guy, too, a really good friend. I, I like him a lot. You know, Chrissy brings up a, a, an important point because along those lines, and we were talking about some of the smaller conferences, there are teams out there like a Texas Southern. Before conference play begins, they go play anybody. They go play all the all the big schools. Okay, they'll they go up to Oregon. They'll play any anybody, and they'll and on the road because nobody's going to go to their place. And they do it to find out where they are and how they stack up against the Power Six conferences, and really better prepares them for their own conference play. So. Um, it, it certainly uh, it's it, pay attention to, to those teams too because you say oh my gosh this team is you know you know one in seven going into conference play well when they get into conference play those eight games were against power six schools boy I'll tell you what that's a big advantage by the way Florida Atlantic don't forget they have everybody coming back this year so the transfer portal did not no they were one negatively of the impact them they uh, were a team that was yeah. unscathed their yeah. biggest thing is they Moved up in weight class and conference. Sure, they went from uh, yeah. they went they went into the American. Yeah, uh, which good and good for them yeah. because it should make for you know uh, better prep for the postseason uh, uh, this year as well. So anyway, lots of uh, lots of angles to uh, pay attention to when it comes to uh, college hoops. Let's uh, shift back to the NFC title game. Debo Samuel, no Practiced. injury designation. Mm. Now he is, is right? in. Yep. Just sore. Seven and a half. Yeah. He is in the whole market has joined you at seven. Have they really? Yep. Really? Yeah. I I always say though, Jeff, I like to be first rather than last. I really do. Yeah, there's uh one uh one book in town that has national that has a national brand that uh they got a juiced seven or seven. No, they have a seven flat actually. I know who they are. Okay. Yeah, uh, a little surprised actually. Uh Peyton and Eli might need to get on that. Uh but uh Seven and a half, Chris. You moved there. You were the first one mm-hmm. to move to seven and yeah. a half on this game, and the market's there with you now. Uh, Debo Samuel's going to play. The weather—I mean, the weather is just perfect for the end of January. Much to anyway, the chagrin of underbetters. <laughs> no, I, I mean, look at fifty-one. I, I actually—I will almost never bet totals early in the week because it's still a weather report. It can be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I bet fifty-one over. Over. Just because it's well, just you got like, a good number. Yeah, you moved it to fifty-two, didn't well, you? No, I wasn't Frank. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. <laughs> but it was just one of those where it's the weather's perfect. The Niner defense has had its little bit of struggles over the last six weeks. It's really been the same since that Jacksonville game mm-hmm. where they destroyed the Jags. Um, and w- what's our critique of Jared Goff all the time? 
You can't play in cold weather. Yeah. 65 degrees with no wind. That's ideal for a kid who's from that area of the country. Yeah. I, you know, I think both these quarterbacks, you know, get some scrutiny. Sure. A lot of it deserved. Listen, you're in the NFL. You're a quarterback. You are going to get scrutinized. I hate to tell you. I mean, we're still scrutinizing Patrick Mahomes. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, we're going to try to get uh, Scott Kazmar on our show at one point. And Scott will tell you, Brady's the most overrated quarterback that's ever lived. (laughs) That's interesting to get that. I can't wait to hear that. But he has numbers to back him up. Pretty interesting guy. I'm not that I agree with him. I really don't. But uh, I'm not sure I want to debate him in a public forum either. But I think both these quarterbacks, I, I really think both will play well tomorrow. Again, I'm not a totals guy. Um, with the weather the way it is, it would be hard for me to bet this one under. A lot of nine or an over parlay. Yeah, so I'm that revelation. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, um, you know, the thing about it is these two quarterbacks do get overshadowed by, by the other game. Look at the other two quarterbacks, right? I mean, so um, the thing about golf, though, uh, in terms of you know weather and which is not going to be a factor this week, it's about pressure, and I think that, that that's where he's going to. And I'm, I'm sure you know Dan Campbell and his staff are addressing that, right? Because uh, the Niners like to bring pressure, but Niners defense has not. Uh, uh, they've 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 been prone to, uh, to 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 giving up points, right? So, and I think that also has contributed to to, to play on uh, on the over as well. So, um, look, it's. It's still it's it's a good a public team in terms of the Niners a, a traditional public team in the Niners you've got a, a public team over the last couple of years in the Lions and, and of course a terrific story because uh, they've they've never been to a Super Bowl so you know there's that sentimentality uh, element so um, but another good game this number Jeff I know you're gonna you know where where do we where do we see it going it'll be impacted obviously by any carryover from the first game let's remember. These two games have concentrated handle, right? So, you know, every every week as the playoffs move along, uh, and the handle continues to grow. So that, you know, we we there's a big difference between carryover on a on a Sunday night during a regular season on a primetime game, uh, you know, uh, with everything going to it. This is this is a situation too where you mentioned those 150 college basketball games. There's going to be a few of those uh, that are going live. Uh, to these games oh, you say that? on uh, on Sunday. There's so. going to be. Uh, I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. There will be plenty of, and I don't think I don't think this bet will win. Just throwing it out there. There are going to be plenty of Kansas Jayhawk money line as an underdog tomorrow against Iowa State. Yeah, with Kansas City Chief underdog money line on Sunday out there. Uh, like you said, I mean, I'm maybe, sweating already. Oh, I, I know that's coming. Oh, it's it's definitely yeah. coming. Yeah. I, by the way, I like Iowa State in that game tomorrow. So you, yeah. hopefully, you won't you'll knock those out pretty quickly, there, Chris. Well, the other thing Vinny was talking about the carryover. One thing to watch, uh, usually the pattern. Usually, and again, I'm painting with a very broad brush here. If you're betting the NFL, betting parlays, it's usually dog dog or favorite favorite over to the over. Dog money line to the dog money line or favorite money line that you know, so that first game is gonna have a lot of impact yep. one way or the other on that second game. And uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, you know. Uh but uh, that that is the general pattern that you see over the course of years. The worst is over over. Oh well, well the, again, that's 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 what we call in the studio the Nicotero. Oh <laughs> the yeah, Nicotero the, effect. The, the over over. Over over. Oh, Chrissy, man. 45 years from now, we'll be talking about the Nicotero effect. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Yeah. Really? We're going to go in some cryogenic chamber or something like 45 <laughs> years from now? What else would we, we gonna be, What else would we off. do? We're going to be like uh, Ted Williams. What, and, uh, what else would we be, we'd Ted, be doing? Ted Williams and Walt Disney. Yeah. Both of the, uh, <laughs> the frozen heads. Um, you know, uh, just just going back to a point that, that you said there, Chris, and, and you're 100% right. On just the scrutiny of the, even for the elite quarterbacks, everyone's going to get scrutiny. But for these guys in these this game where, look, Jared Goff's already been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> as, as wild as that may seem to some. But Put three points on the board. Oh, well, yeah. Ask uh, our friend Zach White. Yeah. Oh, I'm still, I, I know that was not a good result for you. It was not a good result for me. No, it's funny. It was a great result for the game. But not for Zach, that. Our see, good, but, yeah. Oh, I love Zach. He's a great guy. <laughs> and I tease him about it all the time. Beat me out of 100,000 on that prop. 
But like I said, Michael Gaughan loved it. He loved that we got publicity all over the country. <laughs> and we had a good day. Now, if we had a loss, then Zach beat me out of 100. wouldn't have been so good. But we had a great day. Zach beat me out of 100,000. It's not like Zach took the money and ran, by the way. So he's right. still betting me all the time. God bless him. <laughs> so, Zach, I hope you're listening. I, I do think he's a hell of a guy. And a great respect. So he's a sharp, sharp guy. There's always a, a prop or two that you, Chris will say, which you're not going to believe this. <laughs> how about how about the one with with the uh, when the 49ers and the, and the Falcons game? I think it was the, the when the game was sitting on uh, nine. It, on was it was oh, it not, no. wasn't that the game? Falcons, Falcons, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Pa- I, yeah, Falcons, Patriots, Falcons, Patriots. Wasn't it, ele- wasn't it on eleven? No, it was, it was on, on nine, nine for a while, and, and we that was going to be a big one. And you start scoring that some was, props early and everything like that, and all of a sudden, I think Nick or somebody said. Hey, uh, you may want to take a look at this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Total that number not, of points in a game. And not, not time on the game clock, but time on the real clock. Sat there at nine for about 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, that was not. <laughs> Even though they wound up, that's the year they came back from the 20, oh, yeah, I know. 28-3 deficit. Chris, you don't have to remind me and everyone else. I had, well, I had Atlanta plus the points that day. Wow. It still stings. Uh, Too soon. That later. was one of those where <laughs> I did not need that to land three. Tampa by three. Tampa, or New England by three. New England, New England, England by, by three. It was a bad number for me. Yeah. And when Brady got the kickoff, I said, Tom, whatever you do. you're up there, get in the end zone. Because I know he's going to go score. Wow. Is he going to score a field goal or a touchdown? Go get the touchdown. I'll, I'll lick my wounds the rest of the way. You know, but six was okay. Under yeah, the old rules, by the way. Yeah, right. Well, no, that was the... Uh... That was the first. That was the so that's the only Super Bowl that's ever been gone to overtime. That game, the yeah. twenty-eight three game. That was the touchdown. If they didn't score the touchdown, they yeah would would give the ball back to Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Well, for, the new the, yes, the new the, rules. The new rules. We still haven't seen an action yet in the postseason. No, no. Which we're is never getting an overtime eight, game again. Apparently, eight, eight, even if a team scores a touchdown, the other team has a chance. It has a chance. Yeah, and they, that's a, a playoff-specific overtime correct. rule. It, you know, it's going to be fascinating the first time that comes into play. Who knows? Maybe it comes into play this week. Maybe it comes into play in two weeks. You never know. Who Just from a game strategy perspective, yeah. you want to defer. I think so. You want to defer yeah. in these new rules where yeah. you want, you get you get the hammer, you get the ball second. Even if a team goes down, scores a touchdown on you, they kick that PAT. You can come down and say, you know, we're going for two. We're going to go in this thing sure. right now. Uh, one thing the NFL didn't quite think through on that one, but uh, that doesn't come as much of a shock. But back to my point on the quarterbacks real quick. Um, when we're dealing with guys who are perceived to be middle-tier quarterbacks, mm-hmm. where I think both of these guys are somewhere from that 8 to 13 yeah. range. Yeah, upper middle. Yeah, yeah, upper middle. I think they're 8 to 13. They're, they're really in what I would call the Kirk Cousins zone. More, more at least. Okay. Yeah, at least for what the past of okay. people perceive Kirk Cousins to be. I, I, I'd go on record saying I'd take either of these guys over Kirk Cousins. Uh, off off Achilles injury right now, I think I would too. Well, yeah. regardless, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but my point my point goes for this where the total is only going to go up because of of what Vinny said. The public is going to come in on this game, but you know there's going to be national pundits after this game if this game goes like thirty one twenty eight. Oh, no one expected the shootout. You know that's coming, Chris. <laughs> I just can't wait to say the Niners upset the the, the Lions by winning. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I don't think we'll get that though no, this year. No, I well, don't think... I mean we'll get we'll get tomorrow in college hoops. We'll get Iowa th- State upset Kansas. Iowa State yeah. upsets Kansas no. as a four point favorite. No, it's not the case. It's <laughs> yeah. not an upset. Like I know that's you. You know that's coming. Oh yeah, of course you see it all the time. Just remember, pundits don't book the games. No, yeah, I know that. Uh, I do have a question on Detroit though. Go ahead. Uh, just with the way that this season has gone for them, where you have a franchise that I mean, this is their second NFC title game ever. They're one of the four teams that yeah. has never played in the Super Bowl. Uh, just for for a team that, and we talked about it earlier, they've become this public team. It just is this just one of those where you have people that are coming in, wanting to bet the narrative, bet the fun story here, just kind of blindly. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where do we get to the Super Bowl if they win? Well, I mean, if they're there, I know they're yeah. going to get bet blind. Yeah, they're going to. I mean, yeah, we we're seeing that. Sure, and I mean, almost everybody I talk to that doesn't a have a financial interest 
or B isn't a, a Niner fan, they all are rooting for Detroit. And I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame them. Yeah. Why not? I, I agree. Chris is spot on with that. I mean, again, there's, again, I don't, I'm not going to say that Detroit is Cinderella, but they're definitely the sentimental uh, choice. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, uh, as we know here in Vegas, Niners are one of the teams that people always uh, sure. come flying in and bet. I know it will be mostly uh, a lot of uh, a lot of red in here on a, yeah. on Sunday afternoon. Well, I got to tell you though, Detroit right now, they're they, I think they're coming into town too. Won't won't be more than Niner fans, but I think a lot of Detroit people are going to show up in town for this one. Well, it'll be again for the Super Bowl again two weeks from now. Uh, we we talked about this last week. Uh, it doesn't matter who wins the NFC Championship at this point with these two teams. Those ticket prices are spiking regardless because yeah. it's either going to be Niner fans who, when they came and played the Raiders last year, was it 80-20 mm-hmm. Niner fans in that game? Well, you know, I spent a lot of time in Northern Nevada, which means yeah. I went to San Francisco and Northern California of quite course. a bit. A lot of money out there. Oh, a yeah. lot of money. Yes, very much so. And then for the Lions, I mean, if it's your first Super Bowl appearance yeah, in franchise history, yeah. uh, it's uh, gonna 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 spike those ticket prices. There's always a, a response to the Super Bowl in Las of Vegas. Course. I mean, Las Vegas typically outdraws the host city, and yeah. and it's it's about the experience. I mean, let's face it. There's and and so this year it's got to exceed that. I would think. Especially, first of all, look at the inventory. You, you, you mentioned that on on Twitter. Yeah, that was a great tweet. I, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people agree with me. How many people are going to come for the Super Bowl? About the same that come every year, yeah. whether it's here or elsewhere. And uh, I, you know, listen. I guess, and I'm a little curmudgeonly on those things. <laughs> I guess it is good for the town that we are in the rotation. I think we will be from now on. In some ways, it's good for the town, but I think you know. The the short term effect is not all that great because it is going to raise prices and this town's going to be, well, it's always nuts every year. With the well, Super I mean Bowl. the Super, I mean look the Super Bowl and you mentioned it like, it's always crazy in this town. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the game was in was in London, it would still be crazy. Yeah, in exactly. This town. Yeah. Um, and it just carries. And you're right. This assuming that nothing like the NBA All Star game when I was here, nothing like that happens. No, that I don't week, think so. This week, which I think it's pretty safe bet. Nothing like that would yeah. happen. Um, this is going to be in a rotation. This is going to be oh, sure. city. Yeah. It's going to be the three West Coast cities here, Phoenix and L.A., mm-hmm. along with the two Floridian cities of yeah. Miami and Tampa and New Orleans. Those yeah. are going to be basically Probably Dallas. Dallas, 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 too. Dallas, yeah, Dallas still hasn't had it since that one. Would yeah. They're saving it for, for when they go. Well, they, 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 everyone's still blaming the weather that week where it was all that iced over. Yeah. You, well, you also don't want to see Dallas. Uh, Pittsburgh lost that Super Bowl. Of course. And there's a lot of things I don't want to see. In life. <laughs> I can't help. But I will say this. The Final Four here is going to be a good. That, that I'm in favor. Final Four. 27, yeah. 27, right? Yeah, something like that. But you yeah, get a, Final uh, Four, like yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. is always like a little disappointing. You know, it's uh-huh. never as big. It's the first four days that are big. Oh, yeah. And the Final Four is a good event, especially the mm-hmm. championship game on Monday night. I mean, it's good. It's not bad. We've had some really good results. Yeah. Some couple not-so-good ones, but mostly good results. Uh, but it's not as big as the first four days. And I think having the Final Four here, uh, I think that'll be a, a great boon for this town. You get the you get the Super Bowl. You, 2028. You get a Super Bowl, you're you're – because Final Fours are now in Super Bowl style venues, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, look, and the national, the college football national championship was supposed to be here in two years, and they moved out to Atlanta for whatever reason. Hmm. Still don't know why that. I don't know why why, why, why that moved. We'll out, get it. We'll get, we'll get it. it. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but uh, again, as we open the show with, it just is amazing how different things are today in 2024, uh, as opposed to forget. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, been quite honestly, seven years ago yeah. before the Golden Knights played their first game. Yeah. And now, sure. uh, and, and really, uh, I, I really do have to imagine that the initial success of the Knights kind of paved the way for everyone of like, Hey, this is, we're good. It was never really taboo to begin with, but it's clearly not taboo. Right. Right. They all, they knew it. They just didn't want to admit it. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, when this is all said and done, Chris, just uh, going through some some other things. The second game will end at about six forty-five here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. When will the first 
official line will be out like moments after that game. As soon as we and get it loaded in the computer. As soon as we get loaded in the computer. Yeah, we're, we're, we're victims of, uh, we're slaves to technology. As soon as we can get that thing in the computer, it'll be up. And then, uh, and then, as you said, it's really a few-day process for getting all the props out. Uh, yeah, bits and pieces throughout the week. You'll get the, you get the, uh, the coin toss and those other fun coin ones. toss, the safety, the that kind of stuff will be on Monday. And, uh, and I still say, who would bet the coin toss? But okay. A lot of people actually bet the coin toss. A lot of people. You got to bet it here, Sean. Why don't you reduce big? <laughs> There we go. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, is there anything is there anything new that you guys might try this year prop-wise, do you think? I, I, I don't think so. We've okay. really got it. We're settled in. The last couple of years, we have a pretty good map. You know, I, I've saved for, I don't know, five or six years the menu. So we kind of got it down, Pat. And, uh, I get, and Michael Gone likes about 300 props. He thinks it's plenty. So I, I don't see a strain. But, of course, we always have, like, the Saturday before the game, we get some cross-sport parlays. Of course. Which the media loves. Oh, they do. And nobody bets. <laughs> it's true. Nobody bets them. Oh, very, I get $100. Very little. Here, $100 very here, little. 250 here. You, now, if I make a mistake, they'll beat down the doors to get in there, but I try not to do that. I think it depends on, well, you know, the matchup, Jeff, you know, <clears throat> if there's something, uh, you know, to tie it into. The thing about props, too, is, listen, you, you can make a million props, but you want to make them as easy to determine as well, clear, make them clear, yeah. make them understandable, uh, make them, you, you know, to where you can you, you grade them immediately uh, once the, the NFL puts that box score out. You know, you can't put out something so complicated that it's, you know, you, you, you need a... Uh, you know, an attorney to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to interpret it and break it down for you. So, you know, and there's well, always those wannabe attorneys out there. Oh God. Yeah. Every year. Every yeah. Year. And the one I finally had, I can't do it anymore. They had, well, there, how many lead changes or will they be a change of lead after zero? You know, and I got in so many beefs with that, you know, guys were saying, well, it was tied when it was 20 to 20 and then they kicked the extra point, made it 21, 20. You know, so that doesn't count. You know, I mean, I, I just, I can't remember what the argument was. Finally, I just bought the guy dinner. I says, I can't pay you, but I'll buy a dinner at the steakhouse. That's the best I get. Probably ran up the tab on me too. Oh, I'm sure he did. He's still in there. Yeah, still in there <laughs> years later. Uh, again, regardless of the matchup, it's, the energy's always there. For oh, the yeah. Super Bowl. Great. It doesn't matter. But as, as I said before, uh, I, truly feel that we got the two best teams in the AFC. The NFC very well may have ended up being the two best teams, but it's definitely the most, I know, as you said, Dallas is the Kings of, of, of June. Uh, Every but, June. But uh, I think we at least ended up with the two most intriguing teams in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, getting to this point one way. Or yeah, another. I would have said Philly if you asked me two months ago. But uh, well, you know, then, then they turned know. into the Carolina Panthers. They, <laughs> <laughs> they would have liked to have been the Panthers. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, KC is, you know, got a great national following. But I do think that Baltimore is clearly the better team. Yep. And I think Baltimore uh, against either one of the teams in the NFC will still be a great matchup. KC might be a little bit, but they were, you know, very – a very fine line would be the difference. Um, the both home fields, but uh, are, are strong. I think Baltimore stronger than San Francisco. Agreed. But I also think the kind of a uh, what brings San Francisco back and uh, or, or up, I should say, in Baltimore back a little bit is I think Kansas City proved what it was like to go into a hostile environment last week. Uh, we haven't seen that out of the Lions yet, so. Um, you know, home field probably more of a factor in in the second game. I think, although Baltimore's home field, I've rated now tops in yeah. uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Well, and I would say, oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I would say to the other thing to make a case for the dogs is uh, I think they're both playing loose and free. I yeah, mean, you know, house money, house money bit. with both those teams, absolutely. Well, and and you mentioned it at the top of the show. There's a ton of pressure on Baltimore. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of pressure on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. For Kansas City, nah. this 
cares? This is and they're, this, and they're the defending champs. This, yeah. this is defending How's the that? Yeah, we're here every what year. With this, is, this is the worst team we've had since Patrick yeah. Mahomes has taken over. Yeah, we lost all we our receivers. Worst, the worst offense. Yeah. This is their best defense, I think, since since well, he's been well, there. You know what? And I don't I don't like to invoke the New England run because it's just one of a kind. But if this Kansas City team wins the Super Bowl, it's kind of a frightening sight for everybody. Yeah. If this is yeah. if this team that their offense was for a good chunk of the year, middle tier at best. Yeah. That's a little yeah. frightening for everyone. And for the Lions, hey, the Detroit Lions, they're not supposed to be playing in late January. No. That's just what the franchise is. Uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll, uh, Vinny, we'll hear from you on Sunday morning yeah. uh, and tomorrow mm-hmm. morning as well, just on how these games have gotten bet over. When the- do we have Lou Finicaro? We have Lou actually on Monday now. Oh, Monday. Lou, That's right. That's Lou right. will be on Monday with That's Alex right. uh, Alex White and Matt Neverett. Oh, okay. And he will be here previewing the big game Yeah, okay. along with some hockey. Uh, Glad to have Lou on the roster. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, look, not many people sharper than our I guy, love Lou Flinnikar. Love Lou. Uh, we, will, uh, we will check in uh, with, with Matt Hamilton on Sunday uh, to preview the games. Uh, of course, Matt uh, used to be of uh, NFL Networks, now uh, uh, Up and Adams producer as well. A uh, former, uh, actually, former staff member of the Detroit Lions back oh, in the right? day as well. Oh. So uh, we'll get uh, his thoughts on the NFC and AFC championship game on Sunday. And you and Alex and Frank are credentialed, right? Uh, we, for uh, the, we, will, uh, we will we will have content through the week. Good. We will have content. Radio Row? We'll have content through the week. Vinny. All right, buddy. Uh, don't want to give away too much. All right. Jimmy's calling me back there. Uh, He's got people he wants to. I think we have fans behind us. We have us. fans Jimmy wants um, to introduce J- me to. Jimmy, Jimmy's. Has the most fans of all of us. Though. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. He's calling for help. It's Absolutely. like it's like traveling with McCartney when you're with Jimmy. <laughs> Chris Vinny, pleasure as always. We'll see you guys again next Friday. We'll know the matchup next Friday. Good luck in all your plays for today. Did you may have it? Alex and I are back tomorrow. 150, not all of them, but a lot of them previewed tomorrow for College Hoops on Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio.